0: a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves extraordinary, but their humble, holy way of living Is exactly what makes them extra. And I'm excited for you to meet them. Today's guest is a wonderfully dynamic, creative (laughs) jack of all trades who embodies youthful exuberance, optimism, and energy, despite his quietly advancing age. You've got more, (laughs) dude, you've got more gray hair than I do. Uh, His wide ranging career has taken him everywhere from beaches to nightclubs to boardrooms of Fortune 100 companies. But more importantly, he's a devoted husband, a doting father, and a dang good friend. Welcome to today's manna man, not to be confused with P. Diddy, because he's the original puffy, (laughs) Mr. Sean John Wilson. Hey, Sean John. Hey. I don't know that I've ever called you Sean John (laughs) (laughs) since we've met. Sean John quickly uh, was was, um, sort of... uh, Given, I'm thinking of. I'm trying to think of a more fancy verb than given, but you uh, took on the nickname Puffy at, at a very early stage in our, it was our quick. relationship. Yeah, that yes. was quick.
0: It mm-hmm. was. Uh, I think uh, the official announcement of the introduction to the organization that we were at <laughs> at the time, and there's a hundred people standing around, and exactly. you well, called out someone that needed a new nickname, and that's
1: right. And that, and that was it. And so I'm very fortunate to be one of the few people that actually. That actually know that story and still refer to you as such. So anyway, <laughs> great to have you on the on the podcast. And um, you know, there are as with all of our guests, uh, all of our guys, um, there are so many things that that we could be talking about, and we will cover uh, throughout the course of this podcast. But but you know, where I like to start with all of our guests um, because you're all great men of faith, but you all have distinct kind of unique things that have inspired me mm-hmm. as as a. As a follower of Christ, and and so I like to start by asking about that one thing, and that's the one thing that uh, that our guests, even though they're prepped on the kinds of questions that I'm going to be asking, <laughs> this is the one question you don't know, you have no idea what mm. I'm even going to be asking here. So, we'll hopefully, you know your answer is going to <laughs> not going to be like really. <laughs> but one thing that the one thing or one of the things that that I've always admired so much about you, Puffy, is and is your like beyond normal devotion um because i think a lot of a lot of men of faith um uh not that they have to be married but a lot of men of faith are married you know they're they're mm-hmm. sharing their life they're walking through this life mm-hmm. with somebody that that you know god has kind of put in their path and they've been wise enough to recognize that and and they're together but i ever since i've known you and and i have been truly humbled and inspired by your over the top devotion to your wife and <laughs> and everything. I mean, and even as we were coordinating this, this interview, you're like, well, you know, I got to check with the boss. And I mean, and you say it in a playful way and everybody, you know, kind of says, but, but every step of your life has been in partnership mm. with your wife, everything. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the great moments that I've had a chance to at least be part of some of them, the crappy moments that unfortunately we all have that, that, None of us have enough people with us Mm -hmm. when we need them, but 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 the partnership and 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 the blessed kind of partnership that that I've seen throughout the years with your wife has just been something that is honestly just Mm -hmm. it's always made you stand out. And so, I'd love to know, um, (laughs) and I'd love our listeners to kind of just hear a little (coughs) bit about, I mean. You know, you don't have to go all the way back to well. Here's how we met, but but how? But that's the best <laughs> part. <laughs> it is, but, and 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 I guess you know. So give us a little bit of that background, but then if you can share a little bit of like where did where did the where did the manifestation of your faith come in your marriage? Mm. You know, because that that and has it been an intentional thing? Mm-hmm. Like in, okay, we're gonna you know, or is it just one of these divined? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. amazing, remarkable things that, cause it, it, it mm-hmm. emanates from both of you and, yeah. and obviously you've got a great, you've got great kids and, 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 and the like, but it all starts with that, with that partnership, that marriage. And it's so, it's just so wonderful. So just love to have mm-hmm. you talk about that a little bit and, and how that's been just a, a glowing manifestation of your mm-hmm. faith.
0: Yeah. So, um, so just actually this past November, we celebrated 21 years mm-hmm. of marriage, which, mm-hmm. um which I guess is legal drinking age for marriage. <laughs> um, it just kind of frightening me to think about it. Yes. Um, but no, my wife is, uh, my wife's an amazing woman. Um, her first name is Cherry, just like the fruit, as we say. So we're surrounded by uh, rock stars or rap stars and, <laughs> and fruit in our household. But, um, but no, we, we met, um, we actually met at the beach. She was, uh, she was a nanny and I was a lifeguard and actually my fellow lifeguard who is the best man in our wedding, um, took, met her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like he said, during, uh, I think our wedding was, you know, the the best day of Cherry's life is when she met Sean John and the best day of Sean John's life is when he met Cherry. Yeah. Uh, right. um, but, but what's interesting, um, what's interesting, I guess, uh, from a marriage perspective and, and, uh, our relationship and our walk with Christ, um, is that I was not um, at that time really connected to the church at all. Um, I would say that it, God put her in my life to bring me back. Hmm. Um, was it, she really into it? Is that yeah? So she was um, she was a college student at Bethel. Um, so if those that are listening know Greg Boyd, uh, Woodland Hills Church, <laughs> um, he was a, a professor there while she was going to school there. And she um, she was actually into going to church there, really liked his message. And she came from a church home. Her father was actually a minister, Church mm-hmm. of Christ. Um, and I had really not been practicing or going to church really since probably eighth grade in uh, junior high. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that quite frankly, it was Cherry Her family Mm. that brought me back to church, and I would say that um, that our relationship, you know, and and the reason why um, we continue to to work through our marriage, and we're still working. I mean, really working, Mm. you know, from from day to day, week to week, month to month. um, You know, it, it, it is it is the church and the foundation um that we kind of sit on mm-hmm. um that y- y- you know makes it makes us through and and
1: uh was that when you guys were dating like how evident was that at the time that okay this is what i'm going to be signing up for or was it kind of a you know was it just sort of in the background and it was just kind of always there and, you know. and and you just sort of like kind of flowed back into it or, or yeah. was there ever a, all right, listen, dude, like if we're doing this, like this is going to be how we're going to, this is, this is how we're going to live. Yeah. You
0: know? No. Um, and again, I don't know if, if your listeners want a dose of reality, right? This is <laughs> the place that I was in, in my life at that time. She told me where she went to school, which, mm-hmm. um, is a private Christian yeah. school. Yeah, fairly um, conservative. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. conservative. Yeah. Maybe not as conservative of <coughs> as, as the you know the school across the across the lake. <laughs> one of the lakes that I was lifeguarded at, but um, but when I first met her, she told me I you know that was part of the I guess the pickup line at the yeah. time, right? Where do you go to school? Who are you? I mean, we're yeah. we're all college students or or quickly out of that lifeguarding. I mean, mm-hmm. we dated a lot, yeah. um, and uh, she told me where she went to school. And to answer your question, I tested her. Like, I think I started swearing. I think I, I, I wanted to see if she was going to run away, run away, right? Like, I, I totally nah, put on right, the bad boy right. attitude. Like, okay, let's drop a couple of, yeah, right, you know, right, right. words here or there that might get her on nerve and see if, uh, if she would flinch. Yeah. And she didn't. In fact, she was just, she probably laughed under her breath. I know yeah. we've talked about it a couple of times where she was like, yeah, you were testing me. You wanted mm-hmm. to see if I was just going to like huff and puff away yeah. or... And, and it wasn't, that wasn't actually the person that I, I don't think that I was at the time, but, um, you do weird things when you're testing the water with people that you're about to date or you think you might have an interest in. And that was one of mine. Like I went off the rails in a way that I probably wouldn't have because I wanted to see if she was the prototypical private Christian college uppity I'm better than thou kind mm-hmm. of gal yeah and um so you're kind of that counterbalance you're like trying to sort of like see
1: yeah it's like ditch to ditch like it, how far it, over
0: is the ditch you it know? totally yeah. was that and looking mm-hmm. back on it now thankfully she didn't take the, <laughs> yeah, exactly she, she she didn't bite <laughs> she right didn't run the other way no right. she was just like oh no <laughs> that's silly that silly lifeguard um but um no we dated and went out and uh it wasn't much longer. Yeah. We were sitting on a paddle boat in the middle of Como Lake singing show tunes. And yeah. I remember looking over at her. Um, I think we were on our third or fourth date. And I said, I'm going to marry this girl. I, yeah. I, I knew it. That's I cool. just knew it. And So
1: so when did the, and, and you know, was there ever, because you grew up in the church and then maybe felt, I mean, we all go through adolescence and whatever. And yep, it's just yep. like, it's not the first thing, you know, top of mind. Was there a moment then either, either you know, uh, during, you know, after you're engaged, yep. preparing for marriage uh, or the wedding or, or after that you realize that, okay, God, like, did you know that you were being brought back to yeah. the church in the immediate real time? You did? Immediately. Okay. okay. I, I,
0: I'm, it, I, I'm, in fact, I remember during our our wedding, you know, as you're throwing out the complimentary, thank you, dad. Thank you, mom. Thank you, father-in-law. Thank you, yeah. mother-in-law. All of those things. I, I remember specifically looking at her father, who again was a former minister, um, and her mother and her, and her family, and and saying thank you to them for bringing, helping me. Yeah. Not you know. Know.
1: <laughs> and when you are below it, then what are you doing to get above it? But, but I think that real. I think that's what I, my hypothesis is, is: is the fear of being real like that, like you were, is actually what. Keeps people away from expressing or demonstrating their faith at all, you know, mm-hmm. because they feel like, okay, unless I can be, you know, cherubic all the time and all inciting scripture and you know, right. and 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 not not only going to church but being on the church council and being in the choir and if I if I can't commit to doing that or I don't have confidence I can do that all the time, then I'm just going to opt out.
0: Mm-hmm. Versus
1: saying, no, I'm going to get in the ring, go back to my boxing metaphor, I'm going to get in. I want to run the risk of sometimes getting beat down and 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 you know uncontrollably bleeding or spitting or you know what I mean? <laughs> but 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 I think and I think if we if if all of us, but I don't know, especially guys, I feel if we just had more confidence in that and knowing that when you said that in front of that congregation that most people, you know, either felt you know relieved that somebody was that real or was were feeling very. Um, Uh, helpful. Like they wanted to, they wanted to be there for Mm -hmm. you, you know, and, and I think. Or threatened. I would
0: say, I I mean, I can say with certainty, because it was followed by me, of course, apologizing to the lead pastor, (laughs) like in email and Mm -hmm. via phone, like a day later saying, I'm so sorry that, you know, if, if, and, and he said, you know what, someone, someone in the audience that day, someone in the seats that day needed to hear it. Yeah. needed to hear someone be real yeah. and that's why we have different people lead the prayers of the church that's why we have different people come up you know and witness because yeah. not everybody is walking the same in fact none of us walk the same path but yeah. but someone is probably struggling the same way you were that day yeah. and it's true it's yeah. it's it's true you just have to you just have to know that ooh, as you said you know sometimes we're in the valley, and sometimes we're on top of the mountaintop, yeah. and um, and if you're preaching from the mountaintop, you gotta you gotta know that there's gonna be someone that might be preaching from the valley too. Yeah. And that day, I was yeah. preaching from the valley.
1: Yeah, that's so great, so great. So so uh, we've got a we've got a little fun segment uh, uh, portion of our our show here that that is miserably. Um, uh, I don't have any better. So you're a branding guy. You're a marketing guy. I could mm-hmm. use some help with uh, with some of this stuff. And so these are just kind of fun little questions to provoke some uh, some more conversation. And um, So fun segment number one. Uh, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow... Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, for all listeners, uh, all of the guests get a, a fairly decent idea of the kinds of questions that are going to be asked. These questions, they... Know exactly what these questions are. So if uh, so if if Sean John blows it, tries to no. well, if you just try to feign like, oh, oh, hmm, that's well, really that's good an interesting question. Give me some time <laughs> calling to think it out about right now. <laughs> no, uh, all right. So fun segment. Question number one: If Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow and wanted to hang out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what would you do with him?
0: So, I immediately thought of fishing, wine tasting. <laughs> and water skiing, yeah. right? I could do one without, you know, skis. I could, you know, get one fish and eat for months and wine tasting. I mean, who go. better to go sure with, right? It's got to be good. <laughs> but that wouldn't be it. That wouldn't be it. Actually, I um I did think about this one a little bit. And so, you know, guys generally generally relate by doing, right? And some of my there's there's two things that I love that I love to do. Um that always turn out to be like great conversation times one is downhill skiing. Cause you're mm-hmm. at least here in Minnesota, you're always on a chairlift. Yeah, totally. So you're talking <laughs> all the time, so which, true. which would be kind of cool to go skiing with Jesus. But, um, but really the one that I would do would, um, would be a road trip. M- one of my fondest memories with my father who's still alive Um, was when I was being relocated with work and we drove from Minneapolis to Arizona together because I needed to get a car. One of the cars was being transported by the company. The second car wasn't. So my father and I drove and um, we had the best conversation for two days. Yeah. Um, Because once you get through an hour to two hours in a car, Mm -hmm. there's no more small talk. Like, (laughs) Exactly. I don't think I can out. make small talk with <laughs> Jesus for, yeah. you know, yeah. after two hours, yeah. you know, yeah. tell me about I heaven. I also no
1: wonder, because yeah, I always said, uh, you know, there's something about, um, and actually I see this, I see this even when I drive our, our girls around, um, but it's my, it's on me. Is there something about windshields that that and when you're driving and yep. you have to look straight ahead Yep, you can't make eye contact yep. you know we're making eye contact here because yep. we know each other so long we love talking but most guys yeah. just they need that that sort of straight ahead. And it's an then, invisible wall. Yes. And then all of a sudden just stuff flows. That's know? right. And uh, That's so right. that would be really cool. I think really-
0: I'd be less intimidated by Jesus <laughs> sitting in, you know, my passenger seat of my Ford Flex, you know, going across the mountains. At least he's like, you know what? My dad really screwed up when he made this particular animal, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would just be kind of a, like what would be on his mind yeah. as we're driving across yeah. the countryside? Yeah. That's at, awesome. You know, because I'm sure at some point I'll figure out, the meaning of life maybe hey you can no. get it in
1: between 7-Eleven stops. That's, that's, awesome. right. that's right all right fun <laughs> segment question number 2 um and uh and so this one you can't the, the guy can't you can't use uh, your answer can't be jesus uh, mm-hmm. i should have clarified this but if you could go to church with any other guy living or dead mm. who would it be
0: yeah so i actually i totally forgot to read that question so <laughs> now I, I am making this one up um uh living or dead um who would it be you know so the it's first thing a guy it's got to be a guy it's got to be a guy yep. so like the first thing that pops into my mind would be um like some sort of rock and roll star that would be completely offensive in a church to see what the church is truly about not to see mm. this guy oh yeah. but like what would happen if Sean John brought Ozzy Osbourne or Marilyn Manson <laughs> yeah. or someone that who is typically decided like, I don't, and I'm making this up. These guys yeah. might be the most yeah. religious folks in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't think they are, but yeah. but what would it be like to bring someone in there not to hear only their response? And if they were truly open to listening to it, right? Yeah. I don't want to bring someone in there just to be for um, the spectacle, for the spectacle of, of yeah, it, yeah. but but truly to get a perspective of someone that does not or did not grow up in the church or um, to hear their perspective. And then probably more important to see how your church, quote unquote, family, the establishment reacts. Because I don't think, I think churches um, are generally the most segregated places in America. Tell me how many, how many, if you're in, well, for me, you know, I, I pretty much go to a lot of white churches. I mean, well, it's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. not that diverse, <laughs> but generally speaking, um, churches generally tend to be very homogenous. Yeah. People yeah. that think the same, th- yeah. people that believe the same, they want to fit in the same kind of groups. And I think that that can be a detriment um, to growth. Yeah, Like, In business, we want people of different cultures, of different faith, of different ideas, of different backgrounds, because we grow from that. We come up with better ideas. I mean, you know, whether I'm coming up with a a new cereal or a new battery or a new whatever kind of campaign, I need someone else to say, that doesn't relate to me at all. That that, that, that does not resonate. So why is it that we go to churches where everybody talks the same, kind of looks the same, generally believes the same? I think we do ourselves a disservice, yeah. and I think that. But it's hard, right? I mean, it, in, in in my background, we didn't talk about that. Like, I've I grew up in a Methodist church, a Lutheran church, a number of non denominational churches, evangelical people t- speaking in tongues, people falling on the floor, wow. um, people that sat in pews. Yeah. Um, so you probably s- have more of a range, right? Of, so. Of- yeah. Yeah, and and and, people, yeah. and from every church that I ever went to um whether it was for a few months or a few years or a, a, an extended number of years um they all brought a different perspective. Yep. You know, like yep. the re- religiosity or the, you know of of a cadence of a of a script of a of a habit um the religiousness of of religion, mm-hmm. right? Like this is doctrine this is how yeah. we go through these yeah. things versus being maybe in an evangelical very open free-flowing Baptist type feel where it, it feels like there's no script yeah. and we're never leaving you know <laughs> yeah. we're here for five hours I don't know what's going on <laughs> but right. brilliant in its in in the nature of we're here because we love. God, we love yeah. Christ.
1: But I think that challenge, getting back to the, your answer, I think I think that is a great challenge for all church communities. Is that you know it's the welcoming of of the other, you know, because the communities and it's natural that you know communities are formed and 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 they stay formed and they deepen because of what you know more of what they have in common than what they have different. So right. you know that probably that's just that happens. But then that, but then the the, the, the true sort of strength. Grace of, of any community is then how it ex- how it welcomes the kind of the stranger. You know, right? It's a great story that um, I'd heard from a amazing priest um, in up in up in Duluth, and he, 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 I'm going to pack this, but he par- uh, to paraphrase it, it's a story of this uh, this woman who has this amazing conversion experience where she just is so lit up with with now with now Jesus, and and then the question that. That, uh, that the priest asks, is, all right, so now you've got somebody who is so just on fire. I mean, just cannot, and, and, just, and wants, to, and, and okay, now, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. You say, well, uh, you go to church. and I say, okay. So now you've got this person who is just, they've never been in, but they're so full. They just, they can't wait. Now, if that person walked into your church, your church, okay? Not a church, not a, not a, not a uh, theoretical church, or mm-hmm. but your church how would your church now welcome that person in cuz they are they are like ready <laughs> and and when they got to your church would they be like all right here we go or would they be like really like like this is it like you know right. like how much of a gap <laughs> would be created <laughs> and so so whether it's
0: our big op- participants participate in the bake sale you're like, well, wait, hold on a second. Exactly. I wanted to go save the yeah, world. Hang on. <laughs> pie? One pie at a time. Exactly, right, right, right. All right,
1: last, uh, last fun segment question. Uh, and this kind of gets back to our little theme of, of, of the show. If you had one piece of advice uh, to give a young man, and it could be Truman or it could be just no. any just um, uh, pretend young man, <laughs> um, about being comfortable living in his faith, and specifically, as comfortable as you are, and just because that really is the point of this whole effort is to ha- is to help other guys, you know, hear guys like you that are just not overbearing and not not pushy, but just comfortable, comfortable talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're now talking to a young man early on in life, what kind of advice would you give him at that early age to develop the kind of the kind of uh, Presence and comfort that you have mm-hmm. uh, in your faith.
0: Well, I think the the first thing that anyone has to do is um, they have to understand a, a little bit about themselves, right? Like, um, throughout you know elementary, junior high, high school, you're you're trying to discover who you are, right? I think it's unfair for for um, an adult to say to a a young person. Be comfortable. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> my son and I love my son with all of my heart. He he is he is a self-professed wallflower. He's like dad. I don't I don't want to stand out. I don't I I I really would rather have people not, um, you know, not make eye contact with me. I, I kind of like being in the shadows yeah. and, and being my own person. So so to be comfortable in your own faith means you have to be comfortable in your own skin first. And so the way that I've lived my life is, um, and and one of the things that I bring into work every day is that, and I've said this in exiting emails out to to work families that I've left, that I've always said that um, my goal in any position, in any career and in general life is that I want people to be no worse off because they had an interaction with me throughout their career throughout that day specifically day by day, hour yeah. by hour. if I make someone someone feel really really bad because I yelled at them uncharacteristically yeah. because they've well because I was just being a bully yeah. um, then I have gone against my own personal kind of credo right mm. So <clears throat> how do I live within my faith is I I am spreading light by my personal actions every day, every minute, every hour. Hmm. So if any person that I come in contact with at any point, at any minute, at any hour, if I give them a smile, if they feel no worse than from the moment that they met me that yeah. day or that hour, yeah. then then I'm okay. But truly my goal is to make them feel better. Yeah. Right. And that's 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 my light. Yeah. Right? right? And and it's it's to me it's very it's it's difficult to live out but it's a very simple credo for me to to live by is like i know when i walk out of a room like i made those people feel really good or i was a real boob right <laughs> like i i screwed yeah, that up yeah. and and that was not that was not jesus led mm-hmm. that was not coming from a place of love or yeah. compassion and so if i'm talking to if i'm talking to my son or any young person for that matter. It's like, how do I live out my faith? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't like, you know, going by the golden rule, treat other people, but it kind of is that way. Like just, you know, be a light. Yeah. Be someone that people want to try to be around, mm-hmm. even if you're shy. You know, my son is extremely shy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but people want to be around you. They like to hear what you say. Why? You don't, you're not threatening. You don't come at anybody in hate, mm-hmm. you know, you listen to them, you care for them, and mm-hmm. and care for them might just be listening. Yeah, right. Right. So, so well, I, I don't know if I'm answering what, yeah, the question. No, you but are. And
1: I think I think the connection is that you know you're describing a lot of things that a lot of people uh, would wouldn't necessarily ascribe to being faith filled. You know, right? They uh, they just they sort of that's a know, good person. They say, well, that's just a good person. Oh, but what's cool is is you're you're actually making the connection that says, no that. I'm a good person because of that, like that, that light that you're showing. It's, 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 it's no, it's, it's no different than, you know, the Matthew 25, you know, well, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. So it's, you know, it's like you're living, you know, you're living uh, your faith in, in living well, you know, and Mm -hmm. and, and just being that, Mm -hmm. you know, gracious and, and not, and uh, not that every, every time you're nice, you're like, oh, that, that was a Jesus thing. I, I was just like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be thinking of yeah. every time like that. But that is, I think that's I think that's great advice. And, well,
0: and you, you know the hardest part about that, so I'm going to tie this right back to the beginning of, of your intro, is that the person that I struggle the most with, right, is the person that's closest to me, and that's my wife. Yeah. Right, So, so she sees, she sees, she knows, she's felt when I have been, not the person that's yeah. living by my personal credo by by not shining a light mm-hmm. she's seen the ugly part of of quite frankly what what satan what what a fallen world will do to you when yeah. the pressures of life and the pressures of spiritual warfare of 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 all of those things that come into it mm-hmm. so as i say that i hope that whoever maybe listening understands that the people that are probably closest to us are the the ones that are probably most impacted by the ways that we're not yeah, living out right. how we say it. because you're very you're very um in tune with I'm very in tune with it when I'm out and about I have a certain mask yeah, on sure. when I'm in church when I'm mm-hmm. at work when I'm with friends that are friends of friends Yep. when you're with your son, your daughter, your wife, your husband, mm-hmm. your significant others, the people that you know traditionally won't walk away from you mm-hmm. when you show the ugly truth about yourself, yeah those are the ones I think that are the hardest ones to live your faith with. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the ones that are most impacted by it. Totally, totally. So, yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, no, and they are the ones also that, that are the most... Uh, Thankfully, their their radars are most finely tuned right. to to being there and, and seeing that. And uh, you know, it's kind of you know, it's it's our job as husbands, as dads. <clears throat> you know, our job is to help everybody close to us and and to lean on everybody close to us to get each other into heaven. You know, right. and and you can't. And sometimes, angeling, you know, <laughs> being an angel is being a is being more like. Uh, uh, Michael was he the angel that, that like <laughs> kicked ass? Yeah, the, you, know, you got to fight. You know, right. back to that fighting thing. And so I do. I I hear you because I think sometimes those those moments, those sides that we show to the people that closest to us, are are the most they're the least attractive. You know, right. but but they're the most real. And there's the right. theme for this is just being real, and and being grateful for those people that can take it. Ta- you know, right. can take those hits. No different than Sherry taking the test that you gave her on the beach on like, you know, <laughs> right. the preventing. Yeah, I see what you're going and right, obviously right. She, she's, she's up for it and so what a blessing that you guys are there and uh, I can't thank you enough for being here this has been a great a great uh, a great uh, talk and just uh, really appreciate it
0: thank you for listening to MANA if you have any questions or recommendations for future guests send them to manapodcast at gmail.com